Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 17, Fracture, from 2007. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Leather, English or Italian. Oh, you mean Leather? No, that's boyfriend material. Now why is Leather the sponsor of this program? Are they sponsors or are they just endorsers? They're they're like partnerships. So where's the Leather fit into Fracture? She asked him if he wants English or Italian Leather, and he also has that Mm. nice briefcase. That looked mm. like that looked like a pizza delivery bag when I first saw it in this movie. Does it not look like a Domino's bag? As every lawyer carries around a pizza bag, of course, it's a Domino's <laughs> pizza bag. No, but did you really think this? Because it's like bright red in like that first shot, and he's carrying it kind of like on his hands, like he's carrying it at like chest height. Oh, maybe I don't, I don't remember if I saw that actually. Let me take a look as we're recording. But uh, I want to start this episode off by apologizing to both you and to our dear dear listeners for giving the impression that this movie was good at all. <laughs> but see, you're gonna apologize, and I liked it. I should have remembered, you know, and, and, and no shade to my dad, but my dad doesn't necessarily, like, it, you know, it's not taste, not a matter of taste, but like, he and I don't like this, a lot of the same movies, and so I remember he still like, loves this movie, it's just, this is a... Uh, Good guys always win, man. Law always wins. I want to say, you know, this is episode 17 of Boyfriend Material, and this is the first bad movie that we've done. I don't think it's a bad movie. Oh, I think it I think it certainly is. No, it's, it's fun, it's like, it reminded me of, like, Double Jeopardy and Entrapment, and like, these kind of, like, like, law thrill I guess like crime thrillers yeah law thrillers for moms yeah, and I mean, I'm a fan. I just want to call attention to the fact that you watched this, we both watched this last night. Yeah. And then this morning you said, before we started recording, I just watched this and I don't remember a lot about it, which is always the, sh- the sign of a of a good movie. Well, I kind of like that because then I can rewatch it and I get surprised again. And I feel and I feel like I'm a detective, like I'm uncovering it, but I'm just remembering shit that happened. So it's always like a good feeling. Like I get like very comforted in the fact that I'm like, oh, I don't remember this because like I couldn't tell you what this movie's about right now. Like, I mean you know, murder, whatever. But, like, a lot of the twists and turns I won't remember, and then I'll watch this movie again, and I'll be like, yeah, I bet that he did it. And then, like, you know, I'm like, shit, he did. <laughs> and I'm, like, so impressed with it. myself. Of course he did it. <laughs> I know. This whole movie is basically, oh, he did it, let's see if we can get away with it. Like, we're rooting for the bad guy. Like, my problem with this movie... Are you rooting for the bad guy, though? <laughs> I don't know. They don't give you a real hero, and, the, like, there's no protagonist in this movie, right? Like, There's also no real boyfriend material moment, so we will get to none. that. But, you know, we've been navigating the murky waters of the these, these movie plots by going through in, in terms of most and least boyfriend material moments, and there's not a lot here, so we'll get through that sort of, you know, quickly, I think, yeah. but I think this movie is basically meant for people who love Silence of the Lambs and want to see Hannibal Lecter be that kind of creepy, you know, super Above genius, the law, yeah. And just do his thing. And it's not fun. It's fun. I knew that you were going to love this. That's why I said, you know, when it's I started okay. watching it, I was like, oh, yeah. Boy, but I knew I thought you were gonna love it because it's exactly the sign, the kind of brain mush. Like it's the kind of thing where you can just not think about it and still sort of be surprised or whatever. This is by the end of the, by the end of it. I saw a tweet the other day that says Netflix needs to add a category called things you can watch while you play on your phone, which is how I think most people just watch ne- everything on Netflix. Exactly, but like you know, there's some shows that like we even talk about this. There's some TV shows that I'm like I can't like like Westworld. It's just too complicated for me to play on my phone while I'm watching it. So I need to be in a good headspace to, like, yeah. watch the episode. Now, I was, like, you know, just going through Stranger Things because it just came out. That's kind of a show you can play on your phone. Like, there's no, like, 
twist, like, one thing in one episode of Stranger Things unlocks the whole rest of Stranger... Like, they kind of, like, lead you along, right? It's a lot easier to deal with. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in Westworld, you can miss, like, one scene and be like, oh, fuck. Like, the whole season's a different season, right? Like, you're just like, oh, shit, I totally missed that. So, like, this movie felt like it was good because you could play on your phone and you could be like, oh, yeah, and you, like, look up. And they make logic jumps that don't make sense either. And so, like, I was, like, missing them or trying to pay attention to them. And I was like, wait, am I playing on my phone? No, that's just because this movie is not good. Like, the big problem with this movie and the big problem with the, like, the whole angle of the boyfriend material in this is that his relationship with Rosamund Pike, who is Gone Girl herself. Oh, yeah, that's right. They don't develop that relationship in any way that makes sense. It just happens. Ryan Gosling is a lawyer at this, like, uh, he's a district attorney or whatever. He's like this prosecutor, public prosecutor. Yes. He apparently, we find out later that he had embarrassed a lawyer at this, you know, really high-end law firm. That he wanted to join. I thought he could just show up, and he just, he, he, Gosling, like, ran out of the court. Like, he was so prepared, he ran out of the court. Well, he said he he had a DUI charge, and he told him, if you get me an interview with your boss, I'll throw the case. And the dude's like, yeah, easy. So he set up the interview, and then Ryan Gosling come in and just, like, crushed him. And then, like, that guy got fired, and the guy gave him him his interview, right? Because it looked like he beat him in court, like... But he didn't. He's in the transition period between the two jobs. Yes. He meets up with Rosamund Pike, who's his new boss, and he's kind of flirty toward her, but she's like, it's no. Super like, this sexual is, you know, tension-y, like, from the jump. Just because they're both beautiful, but there's no reason other than that. She's like, no, 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 I'm your boss, this is fine. Later, she's like, give me a call, and then the next scene literally is him climbing into bed with her. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's it was very weird, and I, and I was, you know, I messaged you when I was talking about this. I was like, this really sucks because, like, men are so impressionable. Like, why did it need to be his boss? Like, it could have been anybody else. Like, it could have been, like, somebody else in the mailroom at this place. Somebody not working at his new place of employment. But it's like, his boss comes in, she's beautiful. They start flirting from the jump. And then, like, he's dating her, essentially. And dating her seriously enough that he goes to have Thanksgiving dinner at her (sighs) house. It wasn't a really serious thing, because, you know, as... As someone who has, like, a lot of people that work with him, like, these invitations to Thanksgiving stuff is, she said, do you have any family around? And he said, no, I don't have any family here. So it was more like a, you know, you're his boss. But it feels like a family Thanksgiving. It's not like you and Rachel having, like, a bunch of friends over and being like, oh, no, you know, if even you come still, over, that's fine. No, even still, like, I've invited people from work to, like, you know thanksgiving here and it's like a familial thanksgiving but just because you know that they don't have anywhere else to go but at the same time then they hook up afterwards i'm not like doing that so <laughs> what does it the other thing to keep in mind is that this movie the time i don't know what the timeline of this movie is but it's not a lot because it's all it's a like week, the whole right it's the whole it's point is that anthony hopkins anthony hopkins who is the murderer the accused murderer who actually spoiler did murder his wife well we see it in the beginning it's just not a spoiler because like he right. shoots her in the face like five minutes in wants to rush this to trial because he's like oh i don't need investigation i don't need discovery i don't need this i don't need that like i just want to he, he likes gosling's sort of cockiness his whatever he likes his he's cockiness like, and he knows down. that he's leaving soon so he knows yeah. that he's not going to give it as much attention as it should have so he just rushes everything through and then like you know this all happens like you know he meets rosamund pike they sleep together then they have thanksgiving dinner within the span of like five days yeah less than and it's his new boss boy oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> So things about Ryan Gosling in this movie, his name is Willie, which is certainly a name. Uh, yes. He's got a southern accent that goes in and out. Yeah, I said that. He, he has the southern accent sometimes. Like, it, inst- it, it, 
if you watch, it literally goes like as the scene goes on. Like he starts with one, it fades, and then when he cuts to a new scene, he starts with it again. And it's like, it's really bad. It's so bad. Have we seen Zeph do an accent on this note? I feel like we have. I think he did one once and we were like, oh god. Probably in the earlier movies. I think it was like Paperboy or something. Didn't he have a weird accent? That would make sense. I think it was like one of these he had one. When he was a down-home southern boy? Yeah, and and Channing always has his like normal accent. Gosling's last name is Beecham, which I kept thinking is so close to Beach Bum. Oh, uh, but Beecham. No, I was thinking of someone named Beecham. Or Meacham. Uh, he's got a shaved head for the first time. Like, this is the first time without really the hair. Um, yes, without his true. like you know, beautiful hair. This is also the movie, I think I mentioned this earlier in this podcast, again, big disclaimer, I do not look like Ryan Gosling. However, oh, when Facebook like a decade ago or whatever did that like look-alike, like put up your celebrity doppelganger as your profile picture, and I put a picture and I didn't realize that it was from this movie. And again, I don't look like Ryan Gosling, but I look like him in this one picture. His This one picture of him looks like me. Okay. And people are like, oh, wow. Like, people didn't believe me. And we've talked about this either on this podcast okay. or maybe Zack Attack or whatever. Okay. But it was from this movie. So sort of like the same thing last episode. You just trying to flex real hard right now that you look like Ryan Gosling? No, I don't know how many more disclaimers <laughs> I have to put. I don't look like Ryan Gosling. I just know that you're getting flustered about it. That's why I'm instigating. I don't remember the past that well, so. Clearly. To pay respects to our other Fast and Furious podcast, Too Fast, Too Forever, Ryan Gosling drives a 1974 BMW 3.0 CSI E9. Yes, he does. And the most important car in this is that Anthony Hopkins starts out with a Porsche Carrera GT. You know what that is. Sadly, I do. That's the RIP Paul Walker death machine right there. And it's, Oh, boy. Yeah, so I was when I saw that, I was like, oh. Like, I just, you know, I felt a little tug in my heartstrings right there. I was, I was yeah. so sad to see that. This movie starts out with 10 minutes of What does Anthony Hopkins doing do, things? by the way? I don't know, because the first 10 minutes of this movie, up until the point he kills her, He's super we don't rich. know who anybody is, we don't know why people are doing what they are, we know that there's a there's a couple in a relationship of some kind. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Don't they call each other Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, okay. and it's, it's like, I don't know who these people are, why what they're doing, why they're doing it, I don't care, and it's a lot of the movie, it's 10 minutes. But I mean, they kind of have to set up that his wife's cheating on him. But you could do it in a way that, like, actually... yeah. I guess. Sets up a story as opposed to just like, oh, they're having a secret affair. This whole movie is like doing stuff like that to like save the reveal for later. Like the fact that it's the investigator is the one having the affair. And it's like, it oh, can you, can you believe how smart this movie is? <laughs> this, this is definitely a very faux smart movie. It's a yeah. movie for dumb people that want to feel like they're smart. I mean, I know your dad likes it, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no, no, no. That I, generally, I know, that's, that's exactly like it's the kind of thing where it's just like it's it's the little interactions. Like I remember, I was I was talking to you last night. You're like, "What does your dad like about this movie?" And I was like, "There's a, the one scene I remember in particular that he the loved. Eggshell scene when he talks about yeah, the that eggs. Whole, that interview. Yes, yes I yes. thought that that's what it would have been because it's the whole thing. Like, does it bother you when I call you Willie? And Gosling's like, "No, that's my name." He just goes, "Oh, Willie." And it's just like, "Well, ugh. all right." Like, it's, it's like the dumbest and everybody's writing that like is only even remotely enjoyable because Anthony Hopkins is himself but it's like the worst interrogation because Gosling is mentally checked out yeah he doesn't seems care. like the, the screenwriter is mentally checked out and it's just Anthony Hopkins like ooh let me let me rankle you Clarice Starling 
yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Also, this movie feels like, did you ever see the meme that's like, uh, that goes around a lot about Rick and Morty? And it's like, Rick and Morty has very high level humor. And if you don't understand quantum physics, you won't get it. Do you ever see this meme? It's like a copy paste. No. Okay, well, there's like this thing that people use all the time that like talks about, it's like, it's like a nerd telling you why Rick and Morty sh- is funny. And if you don't like it, why you're not smart. And like, mm-hmm. that's what this movie feels like. It's like, oh, you probably just don't get the legal, the legal subtleties of this Ex- movie. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, there's, there is no legal subtleties. There isn't. But like, but, but Joe, do you get that he's working two jobs? Like he's got <laughs> mind. And he, Anthony Hopkins is a super genius. And you're like, no, no. I mean, he just like knows how to play within the, the legal bounds of the law. And like, I mean, it's not really like he doesn't even have that really good of a plan. It's like not really that intricate, right? It's well, so that's that's the thing. It's it's it all rests on the fact that he switched the guns. That's it. They can't find a murder weapon. That's the whole point. Right. Like, if they can't find a... He's got a confession, but the confession is based on the fact that the hostage negotiator, which apparently he knew that he was the one who was going to get called or whatever, that he was the one having the affair with his wife, so the entire confession is null and void. It's basically Anthony Hopkins saying, I want to kill my wife, I'm smart enough to be able to get away with it, and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to swap... It's two things. It's knowing that the hostage negotiator is going to be the one who gets called... Yep. And being able to swap the guns, and that's it. But the murder weapon and the confession then get thrown out. Yes, and that's it. Well, there is no murder weapon; they can't find it. So, well, they find the gun, but it's never been fired. Yeah, because he had two guns. He switched them. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's not like they just like a gun has vanished. It's just like the gun that was fired because it's like different bullets. It's different. It's, it's the same you, gun. But you know, when you register a gun, it has a number on it, so they would know that this isn't the gun that he bought. <laughs> Not this movie, good sir. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, I think that's how it works. Oh, yeah, no, they, they each have, like, a very specific serial It's like a number. VIN number, like your car. Yes. Like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, oh, there's, like, a red Camry outside, and he, like, switched the red Camrys. You'd be like, oh, just check the VIN. Like, that's not the one that he owns. If I woke up and, like, just there was, like, somebody had swapped my car with another car, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, if it's, like, the same exact model, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my car. Where if it was charged, like, with a murder, you'd be like, oh, like, let me let me run the, the VIN. And it's like, oh, wait, no, this is a different car. Like, step one, right? Like, yeah. Maybe run the plates, and then you run the VIN. It's like, oh, right, different car. Okay. Yeah, even Next. if you switch the plates, you'd be like, oh, okay, this car has a number on it. And, like, I think they even, they write the VIN on the, like, the, the engine. Too. It's, it's, okay, yeah. But anyways, guns have model, like, have serial numbers yes. on them. And they should have figured out that it was, like, the cop's serial number. They would have record of the cop's serial number of his gun too because he's a cop yeah that's like very important yeah i think that they would like have like at least in a google a google spreadsheet that just has like steve gun number you know what i mean like just in case you know i i want to make it clear to our listeners i don't enjoy shitting on movies like i try to find the good in movies and that's especially since it's i the still first like time this movie i'm just laughing 17 about it. episodes that i don't like a movie i just hate movies that are so smug in the fact that they are smart. Because they're not, like, it's not, this could be, like, it's close. It's like a half a turn away from being, like, a dumb, over-the-top, pulpy thing. Lifetime movie. It's a Lifetime movie. It so doesn't want to be that. Like, it wants to be serious. But, like, if you've just been like, oh, like, it's just, like, wild. Like, if it's, like, throwing crazy turns and crazy twists, but instead it's just like, no, here's here's one twist you didn't see coming. He's going to say, not guilty. It's like, what? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. If it, if if it embraced its lifetimeness, because this is this is a cookie cutter lifetime movie. Yeah. This is a thousand percent the movies that I that I like to watch. But the the only thing is, is like it would have been like the dog that murdered it. 
at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been, like, Grandma or something that was, like, really went off the deep end. And, like, if you would just went with that, it would have been a lot better. And also, I don't think that you're really shitting on the movie. I think that, like, it's fun. I still like it, but I can laugh at this dumb shit about it. I also want to point out that this movie is essentially also The Devil's Advocate. Keanu Reeves plays a Southern lawyer yeah. who is basically undefeated. I think Keanu has Keanu is actually undefeated. You know, Gosling has, like, a 97% yeah, win rate or which whatever. which is essentially undefeated. Good. And then he gets recruited to be at this, like, big-time law firm, and then on the first case, or, you know, the, the ne- basically the next case he does, and it's a little bit different there, but the next case he does is this, like, you know, essentially unwinnable case or whatever, right? Like, the smug southern lawyer who's like, oh, I'm going to be on the big time now. Who's downtrodden. Just, his hubris comes to, to comes to beat him. Gosling is fighting against the man, too, because he's, he doesn't have a middle name, remember? Can't play squash yeah. with the guys with the middle names no middle initials his mother doesn't have a maiden name what is a man to do i don't know not play squash that's for sure did you recognize and i don't know i mean i know you've seen her in things did you recognize the the actress who plays his secretary she looked familiar but mm-hmm. i didn't know who it was who is it so she uh has lost some weight since then not that she's like overweight here no, but she's, she's like not. gotten skinnier she is zoe kazan she is the uh, the female lead in the big sick she's been in a bunch of things i love her Oh, okay. Uh, this this must have been like one of her first movies, I think. Like she's got a very small part. Um, she just basically is the, the the woman who gets Gaz the tuxedo. Yes. And who is supposed to call him like the, if he wants to sort of say, like, oh, we we planted the murder weapon or whatever, but he doesn't do that. Yeah. But she doesn't really have a lot to do. But I was like, oh, because she's you know not a megastar, but she's been the female lead in a bunch of movies. Like she's in this movie Ro- Ruby Sparks, which is great. But yeah, I just like seeing her. You know, in a movie where I'm like inching, like reaching for anything that I'm gonna enjoy. I was like, oh, I like her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I also wrote down that this is also basically like uh, not only is it the devil's advocate, but it's also kind of lethal weapon in a way where he's like a day away from retirement. He's like a day away from a new job and they're like oh like i got i got this you know i'm too old for this shit <laughs> okay a little bit of a stretch but i get it not quite but a little bit like you know what <laughs> yeah. one foot out the door and then he's just like oh but I f- that's it happens in a lot of movies it's just like oh yeah you, you, you can handle this on your way out like oh yeah slam open open and shut case exactly yeah i get it my first uh least boy from material moment is that it's again this is a stretch these are all gonna be stretches but on his basically on his way out the door, right as he's getting told, "Hey, can you run this one more case?" Uh, he goes up to his boss at the DA's office, and it's basically kind of like shitting on like public servant work, like you know. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm get, not gonna I'm be this, like you. Also like, I'm I'm bigger than this. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like you. I want real money. Like, I don't care about the people anymore. I need to get paid. And it's like, okay, don't be a dick about it, but sure. Right. This guy also could have probably been like a high-paid lawyer but instead chose a life of public service and is still, you know, probably well off, but just not what he could be. And it's like, well, you know, he's doing a good thing. People like to shit on these jobs, but they're comfortable and you can dick around. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm in a similar position. I like the comfort of it. The next least boyfriend material moment I have is what we talked about earlier, that he just starts hitting on his boss within seconds of meeting her. I mean, she kind of like starts hitting on him too. That whole relate, it just like, it, it feels so weird and forced. Like, why do they need to do this? Like, ugh, I don't get it. That that part of the movie, I don't get. She could have been anybody else, you know what I mean? Like, she could have been the secretary of, like, the, the DA's office or something. It didn't really need to be the boss. Like, they're just like, condensing it. You know how we say, like, Fast and the Furious has too many characters? Yeah. This movie had too little characters. We need to spread spread the love around a little bit. And, like, I guess, like, on the one hand, you're like, oh, like, let's have a lady be his boss. Like, that's, you know, empowering. And then, like, you just rip that away from the very beginning where they have, like, a an open sexual relationship. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's why I like this movie. This this is why I think you know some people would like it. You're just like, man, this movie's really woke. Look at her being the boss, and then you're like, well, she's just an underling. She's like mid tier. But the lawyer was a woman. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goss still sleeps with her pretty easily, like very easily. Oh, yeah. There's no reason for them to be together other than they're the most beautiful people in this world. Yeah, but still, true. there's the scene we can't not talk about the scene where anthony hopkins the rascal that he is says my dick has evidence and the judge is like sir and he's like oh i'm sorry i call my detective my dick my dick has evidence my dick is very good it's like oh look at this movie yeah (laughs) that one really took me out of it i was like come on man like that's such a lame joke to make in the movie (laughs) like i get it this is a movie for dads i guess yeah it is a movie for dads the whole thing is like Anthony Hopkins, like, vacillates between being, like, the smartest man in the room and also, like, this, like, duddering old idiot where he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know that the kids use dick as a slang for penis. I am so sorry, winking at the camera the entire time. And then, you know, in court, the judge is like, you should object. She's like, he's like, I don't, I don't know. And then, like, a day later, he's like, well, you know, as as cited in the case, blah, 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 blah. She's like, this is this and this dot, this dot, this. essentially, yeah, in, like, two days. she's like, oh, Seems like you got pretty good on uh, on le- and your legal ease over the weekend. And the thing is, is like I think that if you didn't play bumbling the whole time, the jury would turn on you hard. Yes, and he essentially turns. He flicks the switch when he's like, "Oh, well, like let's just push to get me acquitted because like you know I am uh, done." But he also doesn't need like the jury could hate him. It doesn't matter because he's like, "Oh, this guy has no evidence. He's not going to provide more evidence. Uh, let's just save the jury's fair. time. Let's get me acquitted because he doesn't care. Like the, the jury could hate him. And that's the whole thing. Like." Everything he does doesn't matter because he's just like, oh, they don't have a case. Yeah, that's fair. The next least point from material moment, again, we sort of talked about is that Gosling sort of mirrors the guy that he had, you know, quote unquote, like won the job with. And he just walks into this case unprepared, makes the DA look embarrassed, makes sort of, you know, Wootman Sims, his new job kind of look embarrassed. Yeah, and his new job's like tracking it. I don't know what kind of job you would have that they'd be like, if you lose a case in court, like it's over. You don't get this job now. Well, I mean, it's a lawyer case. Yeah, but it's like a lawyer job. It's still like if you already got the job, it's like you had to be qualified or they had to see something good in you if it's like your last case and like you're fighting this anthony hopkins super genius and also the same thing was like you know like i didn't realize and maybe i should have done that to due diligence but like i didn't realize that the investigator was going to basically beat a confession uh, beat a confession out of him that and was also Wesson sleeping with his wife fly. yeah basically and again this might not fly but you could be like my boss said my old boss the da said open a shut case got a full confession and this is what he says in the beginning of the movie signed confession Murder verbal weapon. confession weapon he asked me to do it as a favor you know what i mean and it's yeah, like oh that's well, what i'm saying again they, they might be like you, you know you should have still you still you still should have done the work but it's also at the same time yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm saying and it's like his last case he's like dude like look i got a week to fight a murder case and i didn't think this dude was going to go to trial like i thought that it was going to be a plea deal i think you have a lot of excuses built into this one like, oh yeah yeah so but anyway well, the whole thing like the whole movie is full of excuses yeah in real life. It's like, well, well, we need tension. We need conflict. How could he lose the job? Will he lose the case? Well, it's like kind of the kind of thing like, like with the VIN number. Like, well, don't think about it too much. If you think about it too much, like you're gonna, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, that doesn't really hold up. But yeah. if you think about it just enough, you're fine. Exactly. At one point in this movie, it feels like Ryan Gosling kind of falls in love a little bit, but it's not quite uh, with Anthony Hopkins' wife. Like he spends time with her in the hospital room, like he's reading to her, but he's like looking for clues. But I don't understand what he's doing. They're showing you that he's taking the case seriously. That now he's invested, and he's also 
contemplating the Thanksgiving comments about like, do you want to be an evil lawyer that just fights for rich bad guys, or do you want to fight for? You the don't want to be man? what our daughter does and fight for rich bad guys. Yeah, you wanna you wanna fight for the for the small man, for the people that can't speak for themselves type thing, and that's what they're showing you that he's that he's he's emotionally toying with taking the new job or being a DA where he knows that he should be because he's a good lawyer. I guess. That's what they're, that's what again, they're trying to sh- sell you. How does sitting with the wife in a coma who has never met you, by the way, and reading Dr. Seuss to her compassion to anyone that you're a good lawyer? Compassion. It's, it's just showing you that he's becoming compassionate. He's not like, he's not completely removed like he was. That's what I took from but this. compassion just in general? Yeah, because he was like so like checked out and like just wanted to like go make the big bucks that now that he like they're showing you that he he does care about people and the and the people that can't speak for themselves and justice he cares about justice truth justice and the american way yeah exactly oh so okay so as i was watching this movie i you know especially, especially with the, the 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 jumps in the relationship between him and rosamund pike i went on wikipedia because i was like i'm not fo- like i think i'm following it because there's not a lot to follow but i was like there's like a wild jump. I was like, what happened here? I looked on the Wikipedia, and basically the middle third of this movie does not exist in the plot summary. Everything in the middle, like there's like three paragraphs about like the setup of the case, and then the last three paragraphs of the thing are like Billy Burke, the lead investigator, killing himself and all the aftermath, all the fallout from that. Yes. Like the entire middle hour, say, of this movie, of the, like, like Gosling, Ed Rose, and Pike, yeah. like, you know, the movie, uh, it's just not in the plot summary. It doesn't really need to be. It kind of exists outside this world, right? Why do they have a relationship they don't need to? They could, It could have easily been his boss and they could have been like friendly, like she could have been a welcoming new boss. Like they don't need to sleep together. I guess. Uh, I guess. Any of these things could have happened without them being in a relationship. Oh, yeah. They just needed the sex scene. Yeah, they just needed one. And it's not even a sex scene. It's just like, yeah, you don't even get like a good like actual sex scene. You get like him coming over and then her waking up and being like, you don't have to leave. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? How did this happen? Yeah, he crawls on top of her and then like she sits up and puts a shirt on. Like, you don't, there's no nudity. You don't see anything. Uh, there's no like passionate, like even like you know, uh, a tasteful you know make makeout scene or anything. It's just like it's just like oh, like this is the the post the post the post. I want to see some good interaction. I want to see some good hate fucking, like them to be like disappointed in themselves and like well, like angry. I feel like the, I feel like if the movie wants to focus on this, you can either do that or just have this be a twist or something, or like have this relationship mean literally anything. Yeah. Another thing I love about movies like this is that you know when Gosling right before the acquittal comes. You know, he's he's considering whether or not he wants to call Zoe Kazan to bring in and have her say, uh, "We found the oh, we found weapon. the weapon." Yeah. And he, he oh, pulls out his phone, and I love in movies like this where he has six contacts in his cell phone. Oh, does he? It's like I didn't notice like that. That's cool. Adam, Jake, Zoe, and it's like, oh god, like okay, like because he's like scroll. You see him scrolling through it, like it's six names. <laughs> Nobody has six contacts. Number one, except for maybe like small children a, a back in the day, like you know, like has their spouse has their kids, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he's a lawyer who presumably talks to people on the phone all day long. All day, even in this movie, we see him talking the phone His phone gets blown long. up all day, yeah. But he has six contacts, and I'm just like, oh. But also, it's an old flip phone. Maybe he'd only held, you know, 25 contacts <laughs> or something. Who knows? But yeah, then uh, the acquittal comes. Billy Burke kills himself, the lead investigator, because he's like, I fucked this up or whatever. He kills himself with the same gun. And Anthony Hopkins later is like, oh, took them both out with a single bullet. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Um, but then, you know, <laughs> the only most boyfriend Gerald moment that I have in this is that then Gosling becomes so driven and so passionate that he's like, I need to get this guy. This guy needs to get his comeuppance. I guess that's the most boyfriend material moment. Maybe. I have a different one. 
but I'll save it till the end. Okay, that's kind of it. He investigates a while, and then he figures out he like goes to the 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 the, 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 the precinct, sees pictures, and realizes that it's been a, a gun swap. Because it's like he looks at the two cell phones side by side. He's like, oh, that's the same cell phone. What if there are two guns? Yeah, exactly. That's the unlocking moment for him. Yep. It's the tired wired, or it's the you know the the brain like the the global brain or whatever, yeah. the universal brain. It's like, oh, what if? What if he did it? No, 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 he couldn't have done it. What if, what if he, what if it was an accident? No, 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 no. What if, what if, what, what if he pl- planted the evidence? No, 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 no. What if it was the same gun? <gasps> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But then it goes to the end, and of course, in a movie like this, Anthony Hopkins, who the entire time is like, look how dumb you are, look how smart I am, let me confess to my crime, and guess what, my dear boy, you cannot charge me again, have you heard of Double Jeopardy? Yes, which we already knew because they gave it as foreshadowing in the beginning of the movie somewhere. They're just watching that Ashley Judd movie, Double Jeopardy, and they're just saying... Are they? uh, No. No. (laughs) I was like, wow, that would have been really on the nose. Roseman Pike, you want to go on our first date? We're going to go see this new movie in theaters, uh, Double Jeopardy. But I didn't not believe it was the funniest part. Like, you sold me. I was like, did I miss that? No, because it's the kind of thing where it's just like, oh, oh, did you see, like, oh, man, did you see it early? They were, watch- they were watching like, the movie. It's like in, um, where they're watching Wall Street in the other movie. Oh, the one with Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, Boiler Room. Yeah, in Boiler Room when they're watching Wall Street, it's like kind of that. It's like in there. I know that you love Boiler Room, so I don't have to defend Boiler Room, but I feel like that's the kind of thing where it's just like, we're making fun of these doofuses. And like, if they made that movie yes. today, they'd be like watching The Wolf of Wall Street. Like, look, exactly. at, look at this guy. Look at Jordan Belfort. Like, he's, he's our hero. Exactly. It's like, well, you know, you don't understand like the, the lessons of that movie. But, <laughs> yeah. And so Anthony Hopkins confesses to him all, and then Gosling's like, oh, uh, if only. He's like, oh, but you just had to let her die, didn't you? And now it's not attempted murder, it is murder. And I was like, and there's is a that... bullet in her brain. And we I was like, take... is that really? And I'm like, I guess. It's like enough It's like enough for the movie where, again, like, that might not be, but whatever. He's not charged for murder. And then the real twist of the movie is that he goes back to court, and Gosling, now ready, is prosecuting him again. And now Anthony Hopkins is defended by Team of Wooten and Sims. Oh, is it really? Is it? Is it his old? Yeah. It's, oh. it's the people that were about to hire him are, you know, are his oh, high-powered defense. I didn't attorneys. even catch that. Can you imagine? What a twist. Yeah, what a twist at the end there. Oof. And that's the movie. Yeah, that was it. That was the whole thing. It's on Netflix if you want to watch uh, Brain Mush for 110 minutes. It's a good movie. I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's not, but I you know, I appreciate you saying that. It's not a good movie. I'm saying it's a fun movie there. Is that better? Yes. Okay. So Ryan Gosling, this is a this is an R-rated movie. I feel like it doesn't have to be rated it doesn't... R. I feel like there's just there's a couple too many fucks. Like Anthony Hopkins just can't stop swearing for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's very clear like it could be a PG-13 without losing almost anything like there's no, no yeah, there's... nudity to cut out maybe a little violence but you could just like you know again we talked about this it's not even that this. violent it's like there's no. like some blood scenes but they don't even show you like people getting shot really it's like all like cuts weird you know camera th- it's it's like it's shot like a PG-13 movie you could you could easily be like okay bang you hear the gunshot you see blood on the ground like that's the you just see like a body on the ground you know what I mean yeah it was nominated still even though it was rated R movie for the Teen Choice Awards nominee for Choice movie actor horror thriller Ryan Gosling. So believe it or not, no Academy Award nominations here, but he did get a Teen Choice Award nomination. How? Lost, however, to our boy Shia LaBeouf in a movie called Disturbia. Oh. The Teen Choice Awards are great because they had to just pick people like 
actors that people know, like the teens know. I think so. It's just like, oh, like you might not have seen Fracture, but like, look how dreamy Ryan Gosling looks. <laughs> exactly. It's like, did you see that preview? Like, he looks pretty good in this movie, I guess. This movie, though, is still a wild financial success. $10 million really? budget made $90 million worldwide, made 40 in the U.S., made $50 million around the world. Well, Anthony Hopkins is in it. 90. That carries it. Anthony Hopkins, Ryan Gosling in a movie. Like, I get it. And this is like Ryan Gosling just off the, you know, this is just notebook-driven Ryan Gosling. 71% by the critics. Though Fracture's plot is somewhat implausible, the on-screen face-off between Gosling and Hopkins overshadows any faults. 71% of critics think it's fresh. 73% of audience likes it. Wow. That's, that's high. That's 100% what this movie is relying on. Like, don't think about things. Just watch that Willie scene. Watch that my dick as evidence scene. And that's all you remember from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I get it. This is also, and you've used this metaphor before, not just like the play on your phone, but this is the kind of movie like you can go to and you can like make out with your high school girlfriend. Yes. And your parents are like, well, what was the movie about? Like, oh, you know, Anthony Hopkins killed his wife. And then like, he's like, I didn't do it. And Ryan Gosling has to prove he did it. It's like, oh. (laughs) Exactly. And if somebody saw the movie, they'd be like, yeah, he wasn't lying. But yeah, Yeah. this is definitely a high school make out movie, I think. If it was PG-13, it definitely would be. Like, the, the oh, R yeah. rating, this is maybe a movie that you take your, like, mistress to or something. Your uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, exactly. So there were a bunch of, uh, I, I don't know why, this is not a piece of trivia that we normally cover, but there's a lot of uh, deleted scenes on the DVD, apparently. There Whoa. is okay. a different introduction of Ryan Gosling, two different sex scenes. There's one where it's, quote, energetic, oh. and then there's one that's more sensual, where he carries Rosamund Pike up or down the stairs. Another one where Gosling visits Anthony Hopkins' wife at the hospital, tells her about his family. And then there's two alternate endings. There's one where he, like, switches the bullets. And so then the bullets in Billy Burke's gun, the prosecutor's gun, have Anthony Hopkins' fingerprints on them or whatever. It's like they didn't know how the ending could make sense. And so they just filmed three endings that were all basically the same thing, but, like, a little bit different. Okay. And then include the others on the DVD for some reason. I don't know. That's really weird. What's the uh, what's the what's the third ending? It's the switch of the bullets so that his prints are on the bullets in the other it's gun. Just, it's just different Anthony Hopkins reactions to what Gosling's saying. Okay. Because they hear, like, the in, the in the first one, like, the catch, the shells of the bullets were loaded by Anthony Hopkins into Billy Burke's gun have Anthony Hopkins' fingerprints on them. Gosling puts the gun in the rolling marble model. Don't know what that is. The rolling model. The ball thing. The perpetual time machine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which Anthony Hopkins destroys to get the gun and wipe the bullets clean. After he's finished, Gosling opens the drawer where Anthony Hopkins keeps his gun. It's empty. And tells him that his gun is actually at the lab. (sighs) So, like, it's just like, oh, like, I I outsmarted you, like, I know the gun. So it's it's basically, instead of him being cocky, him, like, freaking out, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. At one point, George Clooney was attached to direct this movie. See why he backed out. He would later go on to direct Gosling in the Ides of March. Ides of Goss, yeah. Chris Evans, Captain America, America's Ass, was uh, had auditioned to play Willie Beecham. He would have been good in this. It would have been the same thing. It would have been the exact same thing. thing. Just like, you know, a, a, a handsome He and Gosling can swap, Canadian yeah, boy. pretty easily. The greatest trivia, only because, even though you hate La La Land, I think this might be cool, in Ryan Gosling's house, he's got a picture, like in his house in this movie, there's a picture of Charlie Parker in his bedroom. Charlie Parker, a.k.a. Chicken on a Stick. Which I think is just like a weird coincidence, but a cool thing. Yeah, I guess he really is a jazz head. That's true. He did save jazz. He did. He saved saved jazz like Green Book saved racism. Yeah. Like, he just cured it. He just... He cured it. (laughs) Just one fell swoop. Jazz was dying, and he brought it back. He and John Legend. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly, man. I do love these movies. God. I love the idea that you could just save a whole thing with a movie like that. It makes me really happy. It was like, what was the fucking Ben Affleck movie? Or the, the Ben Affleck movie where he, like, saves a whole, like, nation? Argo? Argo. Yeah, that movie. Ben Affleck just saves a whole nation in a plane just by himself as a journalist. He just saves you know, it. That's sometimes all it takes. That's all it takes. One white guy. One white guy with a plan. That's all you need. So, Joe, let's find out what's in Ryan Gosling's hands. Hey, guys, what's in your hands? The big one, I sent you a picture last night, holding a flamingo. Flamingo, yeah. For no reason, other than, I guess, 12 years after this movie came out, for us to play this game about it. I guess. I think that had to be an improv move, right? Guess, like, hey, you know, he's going to come over, you're just cleaning out the garage, just, you know, action. Yeah. He has the briefcase in his hand. Mm-hmm. Cell phone. He's reading Oh, the Places You'll Go to Gaz- or Anthony Hopkins' wife. Yes. Gun. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, fork and knife. He's eating. Oh, he brushed his teeth again. So this was a big thing that we learned in Cage Club. Nicolas Cage shaves in like 12 or 15 minutes. Yes. He's just you always told me about shaving. This. Yeah. Gosling now brushes his teeth in Lars and the Real Girl. He brushes his teeth again here, this time in the shower. It's just like he just always brushes. He's always cleanliness. Yeah, brushing your teeth. That's a good thing. He's got a bow tie when he's got the tuxedo on. When he gets called 007, uh, he dresses up for that ball, the gala. <laughs> yeah, I do like the bow tie. What else does he have in his hand? Probably legal documents. I think that includes the briefcase, though, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, there is the also the uh, the discovery. Like, well, you know what they have? All the... Um... Eggshell. He has an eggshell in his hand. Eggshell. But when, you know, they, they send all, like, they're legally required to send all of the evidence they have to Anthony Hopkins so he can review it. And Anthony Hopkins just writes in big red letters, no, no, no. He's just like, oh, this guy, this guy. What a clown. This what goofy a clown. old man. Let's watch the trailer. Sure. I think we've talked through this movie. There's not many boyfriend or least boyfriend material moments. We'll get to that at the end. Just, you know, whatever it is. So Fracture Trailer, posted by the account Fracture Trailer. Oh, the account is Fracture Trailer? Yep. It's a good sign, always. Posted one year ago, has almost 500,000 views. Somebody started a YouTube Oh, it's posted by YouTube movies, I guess. Okay. I was going to say, somebody started a YouTube account just to post Fracture trailer, but it's YouTube movies. Yeah. I'm ready whenever you are. Countdown. Three, two, one, play. This is also, I guarantee you, a trailer that says the entire movie. 97% conviction rate. 97% conviction rate. don't like to lose. He doesn't like to lose. Oh, look at that cheesy. Oh, boy. See, we already, uh... I'm your boss, but they're already flirting. It's done. Don't worry about it. She's really hot in this, by the way. She's beautiful. I mean, she's the kind of woman that, uh, would gone girl you. Be like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Does he... Another Porsche. Shoots him. I like that the camera's like all twisty. Like, oh, can you believe how warped this movie is? Yeah, I don't know if it's really a hostage situation if she's dead and Anthony Hopkins is in this house by himself with a gun. Is that a hostage situation? I guess. Well, I think he calls and just like you know, I have my I have my wife held hostage. Not fair. I think I think because he needs to get that one specific guy to the house, right? Yeah. That's true. Like you can't just be like I murdered my wife and then have just any cop show up. Yeah. The interview, you Wiley dog. It's safe to say that someone Willy dog. who inflicted this kind of wound intended to kill. Yeah, I wish to object. I don't know the legal terminology, but what would you call it when the officer arrested you has been 
having sex with your wife. Oh, my oh yeah, God. fucking my wife. So the whole twist there is, you know, and not that it's a twist because it's the first ten or fifteen minutes, but again, in the trailer. Yeah, true. No prints, no weapon, no blood. Gun has never been fired. Lose? I guarantee you, your shiny new job will not be waiting for you. Yeah, if you lose, no job. Confession, everything. I thought that actually when that shot of Gosling driving, like I thought that was like a cool camera shot, just for whatever reason, like the handheld in the front seat was cool. Like the rest of this movie just looks like very predictable, formulaic. Like that was actually kind of like cool and just sort of whatever. Why did why was there a fight that we didn't see there? I don't know. I also saw like there's like, it looked like Roseman Pike like a stripping scene. Maybe so maybe those were the deleted scenes that we didn't see. Fracture. It's a good name oh of a movie, God. by the way. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good uh, fire title that we will get to. Um, all right, Joe, the Google game. And again, I'm not sure if this is going to work, but it's a short enough title that if it, it could. Ryan Gosling, Fracture. Oh, there's a bunch. Anthony well, Hopkins. there's three. Anthony no. Hopkins. Nope. Tie. Bow nope. tie. Suit. No. Car. Car is number one. Okay. Um, briefcase. Nope. Flamingo. Nope. There's one fashion thing and then one thing that I don't think you're going to get because it's, it's wildly unlike... Anything we've ever had before. Glasses, sunglasses. Nope. I don't know. Watch. Watch. Okay. But then, the thing that you're never going to get, and it's not quite this because it's a book, but poem. Oh, the places you will go. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knew what it was. And then um, if you do Fracture, Ryan Gosling, the only other new one is House. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do the letterbox game now. So for reference sake, Joe, Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by 373,000 people. It went up. Okay. 373. Fracture, 2007, directed by Gregory Hoblet, who also directed the legal thriller Gregory Primal Hobbit. Fear. Gregory Hobbit. Gregory Hobbit. I tried. I had tried so hard not to say that. He also did a movie called Roe v. Wade. He also did a Diane, Diane Lane movie called Untraceable. Directed by Gregory, Gregory Hoblet, Anthony Hopkins, Ryan Gosling, David Strathairn, Rosamund Pike. Average score of 3.3. How many people have seen this movie? Oh, um, 35,000. Lower. Uh, see, I was banking on this Goss love. This is, Anthony this is not, Hopkins. This is, but again, this is not a uh, high school girl sort of movie. I know, I know. Um, 17.5. Higher. 23.65. 23.058. Oh, that was close. So you were uh, seven off on your third guess, but still. Yeah. Uh, very good. All right, now, Joe, of those 23,000 people, how many have it in their top four? Six. Higher. Ten. Higher. 25. Lower. 17. 17. There we go. You made it there. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, so I looked last night. There's two that are very, very good that we could do. Okay. I'll do the one, and I'll, I'll let you know what the other one is. So the, this one guy, we're going to W. Gillis. W, at W. Gillis on Letterboxd. Okay. He just likes movies now. He doesn't really rate them anymore. Fractures is number two movie. Number two. Okay. Number one is a movie that I mentioned earlier, that I said this movie is basically the same thing as. Shit. What movie did you say it was? Lethal Weapon. Nope. The other one. <laughs> oh, fuck. The one that it's actually more like. Fatal Attraction. Nope. It's another Devil's Advocate. Movie. Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate number one. Yeah. Number four is a movie that we just talked about uh, was in the girl that we did for Blue Valentine in her top four. Oh, I know that you and I had a conversation about that. Rachel had a, a point about me to make, I guess. Oh, Eternal Sunshine. Number four. And number three is, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of top four movies for this game, um, this is one of the one of the four probably most popular movies to put in their top four. Avengers. Nope. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Nope, but you're right there. Shit. Avengers Pulp Fiction. We also talked about it yesterday with uh, Lars and the Real Girl, or last week, wink, wink, a movie that we were imagining that it could be. Fight Club. 
Fight Club, number three. So, Devil's Advocate, Fracture, Fight Club, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, that's that's a lineup, I guess. That's just a, a dude. That's just a dude. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a college dude. So the, the other person I had found, his top four, uh, Quentin CL from, I don't know where this is, somewhere, some, where's Liège? I don't know. Belgium. Wolf of Wall Street, Lincoln, Devil's Advocate, Fracture. Like, people like this movie, Devil's Advocate, because it's the same movie. Yeah. That is campy and goofy and wild and over the top, and this is just, like, straight by the book, like, legal thriller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joe Fire's titles, Fracture, is pretty simple. It's not exactly what this movie's about, but if we're going to high school musical this title, what would we change this to? The Lawyer. I Didn't Kill My Wife. A Tale of Two Guns. Ooh, A Tale of Two Gaws. A Tale of Two Gaws. Oh, I like that. Fraksh Gaws. Gosture. <laughs> gosture. Your posture. Gosture. Your gosture is terrible. Sit up straight. Oh, the places you will go. <laughs> I like that a lot. I know. Did you say Two Guns? Like that Denzel Washington Mark Wahlberg movie? Two Guns? I said A Tale of Two Guns. Just Two Guns. Just simplify it. The Husband. Mmm. What, I don't know what it's called. I think there was a trivia thing that I got rid of it. But whatever the machine is called that Anthony Hopkins is playing with, like the marble machine. Uh, yeah. Whatever that thing is actually called, you can just call this movie. I was perpetual motion. How about that? Perpetual motion w- works on so many levels. Legal briefs. <laughs> and it sounds like a porno. Or discovery. Discovery. Yeah, that works. Evidence. The last case. Oh, what is it like on your way out or like foot out the door? Mm-hmm. Double Jeopardy. I was going to say this. God, that was my next one. <laughs> That's exactly what my next one was. Do you have any others? No. Entrapment. Entreesment. Entreesment. All right, Joe, you were saying that you had a, uh, a selection for the most boyfriend material moment in this movie. Yeah, when he's reading the places you will go to to Anthony Hopkins' wife. That's like the most boyfriend material moment. Okay. And I think, you know, related to that, mine is just that it's it's that sort of what that symbolizes, the kickoff of him being com- becoming, as we talked about, more serious about the case, more invested, more compassionate. It's just his, like, I need to get justice. Like, yeah. I feel driven now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing. What about least boyfriend material moment? When he talks to the, the DA guy and goes, I don't want to be, you're just mad that I'm not going to be like you. Yep. I think that was a pretty dickhole thing to say. And I will say, related to that, my pick for least is when he uh, just was like, "Oh yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to prep. I don't need to study. I'm gonna crush this test." And then doesn't. It's not like he, you know, has like a legal law firm, but like you know, he makes the state. He like, he makes the people look the fool. Yeah, exactly. So now, Joe, if you'll remember, I told you this is an Anthony Hopkins, Ryan Gosling lawyer movie, and you said, "No, no, no." It's definitely about fracking. Yes, I remember. They're coal miners. Gosling and Anthony Hopkins get trapped in a mine. Ryan Gosling figures out Anthony Hopkins is gay, but he's never admitted it. Which, again, he said he's married, has kids, comes out to Ryan Gosling. So wouldn't that be a twist? Like, I killed my wife because I'm gay. I know. I think it would have been a better movie. A lot of things could have made this a better movie. Okay. You said the most boyfriend material moment is he sucks Anthony Hopkins' dick. He says, I know you've never experienced this before. Even though Gosling is straight, he does it. But then, when they get out of the cave, Anthony Hopkins says, thank you for helping me experience that. Gosling laughs at him walks away. Then he makes out with a girl right in front of Anthony Hopkins and winks at Anthony Hopkins while he does it. I mean, he basically is winking at Anthony Hopkins while he's sleeping <laughs> with Rosamund Pike, you know, metaphorically. So yeah. your wild guesses were actually closer to this movie because this movie is just like, oh, we don't know what it should be about either. I was as close as you can get without it being about a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Joe, our next movie is Half Nelson, which I saw, which I, I know it's about. I'm not going to guess this one. I will tell you, just uh, to get excited, I won't tell you anything it's about, it's but it's directed movie. by Bowden and Fleck, the, the duo that directed Captain Marvel. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. And this was also notable. So I, I, want you to, I want you to give proper gravitas to your guess. It's notable for 
the fact that Ryan Gosling was nominated for Best Academy Award, Best Actor Academy Award for this movie. Okay, this movie... Yep. This movie is called Half Nelson. It's a biopic of Ryan Gosling being Bret Hart, the wrestler. Bret the Hitman Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. In the movie, the most boyfriend material moment is that he has a wrestler girlfriend. Okay. There's a scene where they sensually shoot steroids into each other's asses. And he like teaches her how to shoot steroids so she can get bigger and be a, a real wrestler. So that's the most boyfriend material moment. And the least boyfriend material moment. Is he had hepatitis the whole time and they shared needles. And he didn't tell her. Oh boy. And he gives her hepatitis from his steroids needle. I love that you, you think that we live in a world in which Ryan Gosling played Brett the Hitman Hart that we you have never that not only have you never heard of it we've never talked about it like if if this movie happened it would be all anyone would ever be talking about with sensual steroid shoots like right in the middle of it I'm talking like near Pulp Fiction levels of like needle play you know what I mean like that's what that's what I'm like, that's what I'm guessing that was trippy Joe we have one more thing to do nominate this for the Golden Fe- the, the Gossies the Golden Fleece the Golden Geese yes Ryan Gosling Awards I know you might not agree, but just compared to what we have, worst film up there now with all Goss things. Sure. Most. I'm also going to put this for most disappointing movie because I feel like this could have been either really fun or really good, and it uh, nails fair. that line in the middle where it's neither. Yep, I agree with this one. Do we want to nominate this for worst Gosling role, or is it not that bad? Because nah, we have no nominees there so far. Uh, maybe we could just cancel that category then, because I think that, all, right, like, all the roles are not that bad. So Most or least boyfriend material caliber role, I feel like this is Neither. again down the middle. Like It just yeah. it, it exists in a world in which he's basically asexual. Like He has a relationship, but we don't even see the sex, you know what I mean? Like Exactly. Which is the craziest thing about this entire movie. Most fun film, no. Again, could have been, wasn't. Best song, best soundtrack, no. no. Best cinematography, no. Best costumes, no. Best hair, no. no. Worst hair, possibly. Eh. If you want to add it, sure. Best love story, no. Worst love story, no. Again, down the middle. Best scream? Does he scream? No, we get close, but I don't think he actually screams. I was waiting for one at one point. He does not cry. He does not get punched in the face. He does not play an instrument. He does not kill anyone. No. Being a lawyer is a cool job, but not necessarily an award-winning job. Don't want to nominate that for best job. Yeah, true. Does not dance. No. Do you want to nominate, and I, I please say no, uh, Anthony Hopkins for best non-Gaz role male? No. Okay. Absolutely not. So we have three nominees. Worst film, most disappointing, and worst hair. Thank you, Fracture, for giving us those beautiful things. Joe, any other thoughts about Fracture before we come back next episode for Half Nelson? No, I think that you should watch it, though, because it's a fun movie. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Netflix US. to watch. Yeah. The next three movies we have, Joe, we're getting ever closer. The uh, Half Nelson, Stay, which I do not know anything about. I can guess Stay, and then The Notebook. Okay, oh, I'm so excited. So close, so, so close. But for all things Boyfriend Material, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email boyfriendmaterial at cageclub.me and come back next episode for Half Nelson. Also, check out our Too Fast, Too Forever, our Fast and the Furious podcast every other Tuesday, as well as our Zach Efron and Shannon Tatum podcasts. Everything at cageclub.me and all about all those shows. We've said this before in other episodes. They're all the same shows. Talk about same. different movies, talk about different things. It's the same show. It so is. if you like this, go check those out. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you next episode right here on Boyfriend Material. Mm-hmm.